a fire on the mountain burning out of control. The skies set ablaze in all its red and gold. The temperature's rising and the wind is blowing hot. We gotta turn this ship around before we run aground. We gotta turn this ship around before we run aground. Welcome to Off the Record with Paul Hodes here on WKXLA and FM. Streamed live over the internet and archived at nhtalkradio.com for your binge listening pleasure. We're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. You can join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches, call 224-9111. I'm joined by Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan, the radio guy extraordinaire of WKXL. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today. It's it's all yours, the pleasure. Well, you know, it's been another interesting week. I, I love this job. I love this work. I love being able to communicate my feelings, my <laughs> observations about some of the events in on the world stage and of course we have this incredible juxtaposition of things first of all uh, as you know as people may remember last week we had a a visit from the crown prince of saudi arabia himself he came and visited and i've invited him back um mr crown prince uh thank you so much oh it's my pleasure paul to be with you for this this show we uh we we want any forum that we can find to make sure that people understand that we deny 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 because the Putin puppet Mr. Trump, who maybe is is now jealous because because we are puppeting his his Putin puppet instead he tells us that we should deny, so I deny. He tells us that maybe rogue actors cut off every finger of that miserable dog traitor, Jared Koshyogi. Maybe rogue actors somehow found he was in the consulate in Turkey. They boarded two planes. Uh, they happened to be my planes, but that uh, doesn't <laughs> really matter. They happened to be carrying suitcases for body parts and bone saws, <laughs> but that was mere coincidence. I have no knowledge of any of this, and they happened to land r- driving limousines to the consulate, enter the consulate with Jared Koshoki, and unfortunately, somebody has fake media a tape recording, which they claim to be Jared, uh, Jared, Jared uh, Koshoki, but Nobody can prove that there is nobody. I deny. I deny, deny, deny. No, you can say you found a finger. I do not believe it. You can say you found the head. I do not believe it. Nobody will ever find these parts. We made sure. No, I'm sorry to say the rogue actors made sure that nobody will ever find any part of Jared Koshyogi. And this should be a good warning to anybody who would dare to criticize my regime. First off, um, you know, it's a terrible tragedy, obviously, for uh, for journalists. Um, and, you know, I think that whenever these these types of circumstances uh, get pushed forth, um, you know, it's important to think about the, the journalists and individuals who go about um, pursuing truth and, um, you know, archiving history uh, that they're thought of um, in the light of a lot of the sacrifices that individuals make. Um, you know, the second piece is that... Uh, we need to be doing more 
uh, in regards to this. Uh, you know, we heard Lindsey Graham, um, uh, I believe, on Fox and Friends say he's going to sanction the hell out of uh, Saudi Arabia until the uh, the answers come. And I think that that's an appropriate reaction. Um, you know, this is not acceptable. Um, it is not acceptable, and it needs to be. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. It, I, it's were, it's crazy were, to be saying this. There are no words to describe the 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 awfulness of this situation, and I don't mean to make light of 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 what happened. I mean to cast a sarcastic light on the denials on the fact that our president, Donald Trump, is working to to create a mutually agreeable explanation when uh, the facts uh, are pointing quite clearly to a terrible murder uh, at the behest of uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, um, arranged in advance with the most horrific details. Think back to the reaction of this country when another journalist with New Hampshire roots, James Foley, was captured and uh, tortured and beheaded uh, by um, uh, murderers. ISIS. Uh, by ISIS. Think about our reaction then. We essentially went to war uh, with ISIS. Uh, that was one of the incidents that impelled us. We knew clearly then who we were dealing with. But when you come to the Saudi-U.S. relationship, it's deep, it's complex. It's, it's made, about money. And it's made even more complex because the Saudis have funded Donald Trump and Jared Kushner's enterprises for more than two decades. There's a deep, deep tie. And when you have a president of the United States who is corrupt, who is using his office for economic gain, who is compromised, who has a clear conflict of interest at the helm, you don't get the kind of action, the kind of revulsion that uh, is appropriate. And look, we have a U.S. resident, Jared Khashoggi, working for a U.S. newspaper, right. the Washington Post, who's brutally murdered. And where's the FBI? Where's the CIA? Where's a full-scale U.S. participation in trying to find out uh, what happened if there's any doubt, it's not there. The president is off playing golf. It is outrageous. It's disgusting. And what it says to dictators around the world is, don't worry. With Donald Trump at the helm, the U.S. is going to look the other way if there's any hint of money involved. And by the way, he's lying again about $110 billion in arms sales. It's not true. It's more like $10 billion. And by the way, that has nothing to do with American jobs. A lot of those jobs are going overseas. So the economic basis that he cites for wanting to play soft with Saudi Arabia, sending Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State over there, to glad hand and smile and reassure the Saudis about our relationship. It is disgusting. You remember um, one of the, the first significant visits for Donald Trump as president was to Saudi Arabia. Um, he bowed uh, in front of the prince and uh, had his, uh, you know, the sword put on both um, shoulders. Uh, there was that huge, like, ball thingy that he, like, put his hands on there. And then they were all doing the dances the with magic, the sword. The magic orb. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, were, I remember the magic orb. They and were the doing the dances and... with the sword. Oh, and yes, sir. So th th that relationship is very important to Donald Trump. And, you know, as we've seen, at the very least, Donald Trump's, you know, business relationships throughout the course of his time um, are 
extremely important to him as president. And uh, he has done a lot of business with Saudi Arabia. He's done a lot of business with, uh, you know, Russian oligarchs and such. And it is not uh, surprising what his positions are as president, given those relationships. So now let's turn our attention to a matter a little closer to home. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, decided that in response to the president's baiting her by calling her Pocahontas, I mean, that's, it's stupid, um, but it's childish, it's infantile. But and you her, love it. You and, love and it. And I love it. And her, and, and, and her response, her response was to take a DNA uh, test and then to publish the uh, DNA that, test. See, that's, that's where the problem comes about. That's t- taking the DNA test is one thing. Once you find out that the results are that poor, yeah, wait. You're like, you kind of eat that. You're like, yeah. no, maybe I shouldn't push this forward. Listen, my, 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 all I can tell you is because it know, makes me want to take a DNA my, test. Let's, my, let, Paul, after the show today, let's go take a DNA test uh, to find out how much Native American people, we are. You know, my people are from uh, are, are are from Eastern Europe. And mine are from, from Ireland, from Russia, yeah. from Hungary. From who knows some Syria, who knows where they are. But if I took a DNA test, I'd probably be one one thousand and twenty fourth Native American. And it just makes you want to do it. it like I want to go take a DNA I DNA mean, test. They said I could beat Elise was with Warren. Think about all those DNA tests that are advertised on television. Ancestry.com. Find out who you yeah. really find out who you really are. Look, my mother always told me that her great grandfather's name was Farkush Kalush. So, and that you know her grand her great grandmother was Syrian. And who so who know who knows what these days? But okay, taking the test is one thing. Doing a video <laughs> and publishing it and making a thing out of it three weeks before the midterm elections yeah. and trying to go head to head with the idiot Donald Trump on the Pocahontas <laughs> issue. What was she thinking? Like so. What was she thinking? Like, Somebody tell me. Like you tell me. I don't know. I have no. What I have no. Thinking? I have no. Wait idea. a second. You're no a close idea. confidant. I have, I have no idea. You are a if close. If I was confidant. a close confidant, there would be no video out there and uh, DNA test. I, it's because um, she wants to run for president. That was clear. Yes, she wants to run for, yes, president. Wants to run for president. This is the first salvo in her presidential run. So it's the video really- part. The video part was fine. Um, and but the timing of it was was questionable. As I said, probably the best time to do it would be like right before Thanksgiving, just like the Pilgrims and the Native dun, Americans dun, came dun, together dun, for dun, for the first dun, Thanksgiving. We dun, 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 we can all debate whether or not Elizabeth Warren is a true Native American around the Thanksgiving Day table. You know, in your country, Turkey does not mean country. Turkey is all about Thanksgiving. And so, you know, that is all I think about when I think of Turkey and Jared Khashoggi. But Elizabeth Warren, I mean, you know, I mean, what I can't imagine what possessed a senator, a United States senator trying to match the infantile infantile playing field that idiot Donald Trump set out for us. I mean, it's just it's bizarre. I don't know who was advising her, but she's become the laughing stock of the United States Senate. It's terrible because she's a smart person. She's a Harvard professor. And like I said, the she had a compelling narrative on this, just like you're talking about your 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 mother and that story. So, I mean, you can tell that story and people be like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's something that's passed down to Paul's family. And you can do the video with all those folks talking about, you know, how that was passed along. You say, I regret identifying as a Native American when I applied for uh, jobs. I probably shouldn't have, have done that, but the stories were told and, you know, perhaps it was a mistake. And 
that's pretty much it. I think I wasn't really thinking. End of the story. Right. I wasn't really thinking about that coming into the 2020 election. Now, guess what the first question is going to be? I'm going to think about it. So you're 124th Native American. Uh, Does that make you a member of some tribe? No. Does that make you... Uh, really and the Cherokee Nation pushed back well, on her as I, well. Everybody pushed back on her. And Donald Trump was left laughing. That right. was a big win for the Trumpeters, uh, was Elizabeth Warren with her DNA testing and her video and her 2020 presidential aspirations. This is not a good thing to do, folks. Keep your DNA tests to yourself. This is Paul Hodes on Off the Record on WKXL, AM and FM, streaming live over the internet, archived at nhtalkradio.com. I was joined by Chris Ryan, who's got a lot of opinions himself, and we're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. You can join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches, call 224-911. We'll be back after this to talk with Joe Gleason about the Capitol Center for the Arts. It's Paul Hodes and Off the Record on WKXLAM and FM, streaming live over the internet, archived at nhtalkradio.com for your binge-listening delight. Brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. You can join a tour and celebrate life at the Birches by calling 224-9111. And we're back with Joe Gleason, the Assistant Executive Director of the Capital Center for the Arts. We've been talking about the fabulous new renovation coming to the Concord Theater, the old Concord Movie Theater, which is now been uh, demolished and gutted on the inside. It's going to be architected. It's going to be a fabulous place for a whole variety of programming with great libations to enjoy. Uh, But meanwhile, at the main stage, the Capital Center for the Arts has really got an incredible array of shows coming. Joe, what's what's on the docket? Wow. Uh, Just about everything. So uh, we're heading into the holiday season. I can't believe it. It's already uh, late October. Yeah, well, Uh, it's it's cold, man. But there are some great shows coming up. We've got uh, a Blues Brothers review, which is the official one sanctioned by the Belushi estate and Dan Aykroyd himself. And those guys are really good. I can't wait for that one myself. What's the date? That one is uh, on Friday, November 2nd. Oh, man, that's uh, coming right up. I mean, I'm chuckling. I just, I mean, that is one of my favorite favorite films of all time. I mean, I, I, I was around uh, when Saturday Night Live started. I was, a, you know, I mean, when you're of a certain age, I was actually in New York when Saturday Night Live started. And then when that movie came out, it had some of my musical heroes, it, Aretha Franklin, yeah. Steve Cropper, the guitar player, Matt Guitar Murphy, yeah. I mean Donald Duck Dunn, the bass player. I mean, it was a it was a cast of incredible musicians. Yeah. And uh, so how do how does the review work? I mean, these guys these guys are like are like channeling Aykroyd and Belushi? Yes, pretty much. Oh man. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a wild night and hey, it's a Friday night, so you don't have to worry about work the next day. Uh-huh. So come on out. That's a good one. <laughs> um we also have um uh, uh the Nutcracker, which 
You know, a, a lot of the things we do are national acts, and then we also partner uh, with RB Productions in the summer uh, and Eastern Ballet Institute. This is the second year we will be doing a, a local production of The Nutcracker. And this year, uh, we've uh, contracted with Southern New Hampshire University uh, to provide the live orchestra. And it's going to be a lot of musicians, probably more room than uh, than we have in our pit, so they're going to extend out a bit. Uh, but that's going to be three performances, great for the family, great for the grandparents to bring their grandkids to, uh, and and it's sweet. It's a nice local local production. I have to admit, when I was a little kid growing up in New York City, it was an annual event for me to go to see the the Nutcracker. And it's a spectacular piece of music, and uh, yep. it, it it was it's always a pretty fancy and wonderful wonderful production. So that should be that's that's good fam- good that's, clean fun. Yes, it it should be. Yeah. And and this year we found this actual uh, this great tour. Uh, all of you know Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the TV special, right? They've turned that into a live action musical, oh. and we decided we would bring that in, uh-huh. and, and that is coming uh, as well. What's the date? Uh, Tuesday, December fourth, and uh, it's at six thirty p.m. So it's not too late, and it's not you know a three hour show. It's it's just right for the kids. Uh huh. So that'll also be a fun one, folks. To have. Put that on your calendar, especially if you have small kids. Tuesday, December fourth, for Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, all singing. All dancing, all talking, reindeer come to life at the Capitol Center for the Arts. That they do. <laughs> are you, does it? Are you yeah. using real reindeer? No, no. Okay, uh, but uh, the, the character costumes—it's uh, going to remind you uh, immediately of the TV show. So. Hey. <laughs> Um, we've also got Mannheim Steamroller and uh, our annual Capital Jazz Orchestra is coming back with Holiday Pops. And that is kind of late in the schedule this year because Christmas is on a Tuesday. So we're doing them Sunday, December 23rd. Uh-huh. Uh, it's great. We bring Laura Kanoy in uh, to do a reading of uh, the, uh, the Night Before Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, the, and uh, lots of guest artists and vocalists. Uh, so it's a, it's a great Pops uh, fun family that's terrific when's Mannheim Steamroller that one is also I think that's Wednesday December 5th okay so that's, that one's coming up in a so just a month away I mean there's I mean, when you think about you know we didn't we just say December 4th was um, was Rudolph yes so if December 4th <laughs> is Rudolph and December 5th is Mannheim Steamroller yeah what has to happen at the CCA to get <clears throat> one show in set it up Break it down, set the other show up, um, and break that down. And what what goes on behind the scenes at the CCA to make that happen? A lot. And if you've ever <laughs> watched the process, you'd be amazed. Uh, Rudolph will be, I think, two trucks, two semi trailers. You know, they're fifty five feet long trailers. So that's one hundred and ten feet worth of equipment. Yep. And that all comes up a hydraulic lift from our dock level up to stage level. So there's a lot of crew involved, a lot of local labor that we employ uh, directly uh, to handle these shows. Uh, Rudolph will probably be 18 to 24 crew people locally, uh, plus the other 8 to 10 that come with the show. Are they on staff? They are part-time, and we call them in as needed. Uh, Some of them work pretty decent hours, uh, 20, 30 hours in a week, and sometimes much more, uh, and others come for the big shows. Uh, but 
back-to-back big shows are a lot of fun because you get tired. <laughs> it's long days, long nights, uh, one after the other. So if if you got you've got twenty four people loading in and setting up for Rudolph, and yeah. then you've got to deal with with both lights and sound for that production. And yeah. it's likely that uh, they may carry a production that size may carry their own lights and sounds. So they've yeah. got that set. They probably do, but they ha- they have to do a light check. They have to do a sound check, mm-hmm. and that all has to happen before the six thirty performance on December fourth. That's right. Right. So I mean, you're going to start as you know wherever they're coming from. Uh, they're going to get there sometime in the morning, and this all has to be flawless by six thirty. That's correct. So yeah. let's. So you got a <laughs> not overly long performance, and then the same twenty four crew members have to take the performance, the set apart, yes. and load one hundred and ten feet of semi semi trailer truck with all the all the equipment. Yep, it's not an easy task. And then wait, and then and the reason I'm asking is because <laughs> Mannheim Steamroller is not a tiny little show. No, they carry a pretty good production. Uh, their video, lighting equipment, audio equipment that'll all get trucked in as well. So does that come in the night before? Is is it like a pair of semi trucks? Uh, leaving and a pair coming in, or are they going to come in the, the day of the show? You know, the the interesting thing is most shows uh, will come in, even the big ones, even a big Broadway show like Spamalot, which might have three trucks, uh, will come in and start at 8 a.m. Are we getting st- Spamalot? We are. That's, a, that's in is, October. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's coming up, October 23rd. Uh, Folks. It's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, October 23rd, Spam a lot at the CCA. If you have a funny bone <laughs> anywhere in your body, if you have a funny bone anywhere in your visual orbit, if you can even imagine having a funny bone, you need to go to the CCA on October 23rd and see Spam a lot. It's a great show. I saw it the first time we brought it in back in 2011, which was a long time ago. And I'm going to see it again because it's I gotta, just too much fun. <laughs> I, I got to be there. So wait, let me just finish the load-in. So yes. Mannheim Steamrollers and Big Productions come in the next day. So the trucks probably come in really early the next day. Yeah. And it happens all over again. All over again, yeah. And, and, and so the, the crew gets a little bit of sleep, but yeah. not much. Uh, some of them will be fresh, uh-huh. but the regulars will do back-to-back shows, and they get maybe four hours of sleep. <laughs> so, you know, when people think about paying the ticket prices ah. that they pay for great entertainment, yeah. um, uh, arts and entertainment isn't cheap because what people uh, beyond don't, don't really see is beyond the show they're seeing. With, yeah. with with whatever cast and it has, there's a huge crew of people that right. makes it happen. Even putting a solo performer on stage can require a heck of a lot of production uh, backstage. Uh, so yeah, the cost is there. And, uh, you know, we look at our ticket prices and try to keep them as reasonable as we can. But the shows cost money to bring in. Uh, the crew costs money to bring in, costs money to advertise. So probably 85, 90% of the ticket price is geared to all of those production expenses and artist fees. 
doesn't leave much to run the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the CCA is a not-for-profit. We are. And, and, and the CCA uh, has always done a very good job raising funds. Um, and it's because the ticket price pays for less than 50% of the cost of operating um, the facility and paying the people and booking the acts. And that's just mm -hmm. the that's that's frankly why when we started uh, thinking about how to transform uh, the old Capitol Theater into the Capitol Center for the Arts, uh, we knew that it wasn't going to be a for-profit enterprise. There is no profit that's distributed at the end of the year to anybody. Um, this is a not-for-profit effort. It's a community effort, and the uh, ticket prices are pretty reasonable when you compare it. I mean, if you had to go to New York or Boston and pay for both the travel and staying and, and seeing a show there, and the idea has always been uh, we, we deserve world-class entertainment in, in Concord. And thankfully, uh, for many people, the Capital Center for the Arts is, is uh, in a way, it's taken for granted uh, that it's there and it will always be there, but it doesn't happen without continuing community support. And in fact, um, there's a major campaign very quietly happening now to, to make sure that the Capital Center is sustained and sustainable, that we can pay for the, mm. the new theater. And because when we uh, built the place uh, 23 years ago, um, well, the air conditioners and the heating systems and uh, everything is now 23 years old. And with the commercial and industrial use, things wear out. Major things wear out and need to get replaced. Correct. And we have done a lot of that work already, which is great, in the big theater. We have a lot of work being done now in the new space. But I'll give you one example that just happened over the end of the summer. The chandeliers, the very pretty chandeliers in the Chubb Theater, uh, the main venue that we have. Um we lost a little bit of plaster on one of them. Came down either due to vibration or just decided to fall at that moment. They're eight, they're old. They're yeah, almost a hundred years. Right, right. nineteen twenty seven was yep. when the theater was built. Yep. So uh, we inspected them. We've been inspecting them and reinspecting them over the last couple of months. Uh, but we decided they had to be removed for safety. Um, so we had to put temporary lighting up. It doesn't look as pretty without the chandeliers in there, but. We're saving them. We're going to apply for L-chip money uh, to hopefully restore them or at least replicate them so that they can go back up and return ourselves to the look that we, we all expect in there. Well, we're talking with Joe Gleason on Off the Record with Paul Hodes here on WKXLAM and FM, streamed live over the Internet, archived at nhtalkradio.com for your binge-listening pleasure. We're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches. Call 224-9111. And folks, what a place we have in the Capitol Center. Great shows coming up, Spam-A-Lot, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Nutcracker, The Blues Brother Review, to, to name just a few between now and the holidays. Um, great renovations, all kinds of innovation happening at the CCA. What a great place. I urge you to buy tickets 
give money, support your local performance center because it is the heartbeat of our community. We love it. We're grateful, Joe, to you and all the staff for the terrific job you do and hope you'll come back to visit with us often and keep us up to date on what's going on. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Folks, we'll be back after this. Don't go away. We're back. It's Paul Hodes on Off the Record, WKXLAM and FM, streamed live over the Internet, brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches, and call 224-9111. Well, we had another brief visit from the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, still denying any involvement in the dismemberment and torture of a United States-based journalist, and we talked about the feckless, feckless, complicit response of Donald Trump. And then we talked about Elizabeth Warren. She, who was trying to fight back against being called Pocahontas, made a real strategic blunder. And folks, the Capital Center for the Arts here in Concord is a great place to visit. They've got great shows coming up, and Joe Gleason uh, knows all about it. We had a great talk with him. So thanks to our great sponsor. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more Off the Record with Paul Hodes.